And welcome, everybody, to the Between Two Wheels podcast. Coming to you from Northern California, this is Tyler Yonke. On today's show, the world is canceled, but is your fitness. Lance Armstrong calls for, says he took advantage of something, I don't know, some crisis with Ian Contador. We'll talk about that. Two to France, UCI, all schedule changes. In USA Cycling, they make provisional changes for their national championships. Um, we'll do maybe some listener mailbag. But what did Chris say? Chris Flyer on the show with us. Welcome to the Between Two Wheels podcast. Episode 71. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm fine. It looks like uh, you're in your makeshift office. I'm in my makeshift old office. Those who watch on YouTube, you might not be able to tell the difference. Yeah, no, it looks like you're, uh, you drove down to Rancho and you're all set up. <laughs> no, I'm not really going into the office much. Why don't, why don't you give every, since you haven't been in for a while and I've been just kind of soloing back and forth here. Um, first of all, how are you doing? Um, you doing any bike riding? You working at all? What's what's your status? Tell us. You COVID yeah, so, infected? Uh, I I'm still working. I've got a, a lovely telecommute setup going at the moment. Um, I, I sneak in the office about once a week, but yeah, for the most part, everything's telecommute. Uh, we don't have a dedicated office in the house, so I kind of converted one of the guest rooms into an office, and it, it's working. Right. Um, riding, not so much. Uh, it's one of those things where I think we talked about this a little bit yesterday where I don't have a commute now. So I've got this extra hour throughout the day that I could probably utilize for bike riding, but I just, I haven't really done that. <laughs> you haven't, haven't taken advantage. And here I am the one that's, uh, I'm totally taking advantage of it. Um, it's a, it's an odd thing for me because my fitness is really, really coming up, but, um, so is my eating. I'm not, I'm not curbing one of those back and it's because you're, I think it's just in the house, the food's yeah. a little more accessible. I get, I'm, I'm just bored at times too. And I have found that I have a problem with just uh, sitting around, you know? So like, I feel like I, I have to be doing something. So I feel productive, maybe to justify to my wife or something. So I'm reading okay. like books. I'm reading like nonfiction books. I'm, I'm trying to always do something. Um, but in the same respect, I'm shoving my face with food. Uh, see, I've, I've definitely taken the shoving food in my face, like, uh, in full stride, to but I have been doing the bike riding to combat that to right. keep things in check. So, right. um, yeah, I, I, I definitely stay busy, but I, I've done some, some chores around the house that I've been meaning to do that I've been putting off. So I've taken advantage of that time. So I kind of dug up part of the backyard been doing a little bit of uh, furniture fabrication on the side as well, just to kind of get some, some things done that I've been meaning to get done for a while. So I've, I've used the time for other things, not directly cycling related. So have there's, you, there's been some, some plus. Have you, uh, have you picked up any new skills? Mm, gotten really good at teleconferencing. <laughs> okay. That's a really a great skill to have, but um, uh, yeah, just, it's amazing how, so my work, we've gone through, I think three different formats for teleconferencing in the past month and a half so kind of getting exposure to all those different uh options has been interesting right right, right. So, uh it's a skill that uh, maybe there'll be some carryover down the road but i don't know i'm not super excited about it yeah I, i'm always looking for like a uh, little bit more efficiencies and i've seen some of the courts are doing some online like if we had emergency if you had an emergency that's only they're, they're not doing much but like if there was an emergency hearing uh, they did a Skype one. Uh, that was interesting. Okay. Um, you know, they're, they're being able to do some um, filing electronically now, which has not at all been the case before. So I'm kind of excited about that. Maybe there'll be some new things coming up, um, some streamlining things. So, and I'm sure all companies, you know, we've talked about those kind of things are going to kind of have all that. Uh, what about I'm this? I'm sure you, 
you want to get in the weeds on this. Um, I, I don't mind. Have you noticed consistency or inconsistency on a county level basis oh. for that? Or is it just all over the map? So every, every morning I get up and um, look, so I'm a family law attorney. My main job is court. I mean, whether going to court, preparing for court, you know, cool down from court, whatever. There's, there's always other little things you could do. But so my work is really taking a hit. So every day I'm looking to see what the status is. And uh, there's four courts in the counties that I kind of deal with: uh, Yolo County, Sacramento, uh, El Dorado, and Placer. Every single one is different. Matter of fact, I have a, a one county is is like they're not having hearings, but then some are having hearings. Uh, one is still having trials in some respect. And now this is the family law side, not you know because criminal they're still doing a little bit of things. Um, one county is pushing things off till May 8th. The other one's May 15th. Another one's May 18th. It's, they're all different. So every day I have to go in there and they change things. So yes, county by county, they're getting guidance from the state. And then their um, the judicial council kind of gets an outline. And then each county is just doing some things differently. So it's a bit confusing. So I kinda, it, it yeah. gives me justification to, to do a little work and to tell those clients, not today. Um, okay, so just thinking of in the woods and or in the weeds and, and some things that are changing here, adaption. Obviously, Zwift mm-hmm. is probably the big thing taking off. There's other forms and other racing things I've seen as well. Um, have you seen anything exciting or cool come out of this yet um, that's like, you know, some, some innovation or something that you hadn't noticed of before? Uh, for me personally, not really, because I'm at best a, a casual Zwift user. Right. So I started using it, I don't know, three, four years ago when I dislocated my shoulder being an idiot. Um, so I got to spend some time on it back then. And I know a lot of people um, have kind of expanded their 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 use of it well beyond that in, in the past three years. So I know that there's racing. I know that there's group rides. I know that you can kind of ride with each other and chat with each other. And those are features that I, I've haven't really done much with mm-hmm. i wouldn't even know where to begin to right. go and go about racing so most that i do for first whip which is a fantastic program by the way i, I think you should try it um it, it, it's fun um is just basically the equivalent of like just just riding around like uh you can set up structured workouts in there but i just kind of i'm going to go kill an hour and i'm going to ride the trainer maybe go climb some hills um so in, in that sense it's fun for me because it's it's better than just kind of the monotony of riding the trainer, but at the same time you are kind of getting some terrain mixed in and, and whatnot. So right. Right. It's out there. It, it's, uh, it, I, I would have to clear the kid, the, the boys out of the, the garage, which is like the, the game room. And then, um, yeah, it's just not going to happen. So, but, but we'll keep that in mind. If I have bad weather or we get told we are completely locked down, um, then I'll, I'll do so. But you know, I, I'm right up in the foot, you know where I live, up in the foothills area, right next to it. And I just cruise up there. And next thing you know, there's no one out there. And I think it's safe unless you think, do you, you want to argue? Speaking of which, did a ride kind of out in the middle. You know, the ride I did last last weekend um, out in the middle of nowhere. Matter of fact, we rode up to a gate that was locked. There were just no cars anywhere we saw. And I uh, had I posted a picture on uh, Instagram and I had someone, a local up there that chimed in. He happened to formerly be one, <laughs> one of my clients. And he, he's like, we don't want your COVID up here. And I mean, it was, he was pretty um, harsh, but I'm like, you know, you just stay indoors. I mean, we literally, it was, you park in the middle of nowhere, you ride in the middle of nowhere, you see nobody. I don't know. Uh, you want to come down on me too? Social distance warrior or is uh, was this? 
the Mosquito Ridge area? Yes. Or well, okay. should, should I say now? I don't want to. I don't know. I mean, I did post it on. Was this the area with lots of climbing and descending? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess I could see people being a little shut off there. I don't know. I, I rode outside once, and I just did my little – I have a little loop that I do from home that includes, like, an eight-minute climb and a two-minute climb and then, like, ten minutes of recovery, and I just do that a few times. There's just – that was maybe a month ago. There were so many people out on the bike right. trail and road that it was just overwhelming, and even just climbing a hill felt a little unsafe. So I've kind of taken it upon myself just to kind of seclude myself to, uh, to, to the trainer for most of my riding. Well, my, my uh, wife and daughter, and they they've went on some rides, and they were complaining about the people on the bike path. And my my daughter, who she hasn't really been riding, just, just for fun, just getting on a bike, right? So she doesn't do yeah. any riding. She's like, and there's a sign that says, bikes stay on this side, walkers stay on this side, going this way. And she's like, people are all over the road. <laughs> so the bike yeah, path is totally. crazy because they can't. I'm like, I know school's out, but you could still read, right? It says, it's pretty plain. It's pretty simple. And, you know, she got it. Vacation, so it doesn't I guess, I guess, you know, one last thing and then I'll, <clears throat> we'll kind of do some of the other ways. Um, whenever it just really bothers me, I don't know why. Um, and I maybe made an ass of myself the other day, but these neighbors, a few streets over, and I always happen to ride or drive past there. They've taken it on themselves to put those signs out in the road that say, you know, slow kids and kids are playing. Yeah. And they, it's a, it's not, a, it's not like my court, which is pretty mellow. It's a little busier through street. So they put it in the middle of the road Okay, that's annoying as it is. Uh, teach your kids how to not be in the road. But then they think that since that's there, they just play in the middle of the road. So they're constantly in the, the dad, the kids, they're in the middle of the road playing. And yeah. it, they're going, someone's going to get hit and it's not going to be my fault. I'm not <laughs> saying it was me, but I'm just, it seems out of, I have, I, I, teach your kids I've got to that play. that down at the end of the road as well. Like the, you, I've lived in my house for a few years now and the folks down at the end of the street, they're, kids have gone from infants to maybe four or five years old so yeah. they've got one of those out in the street as well and the kids just kind of run across the street unwatching it's like well i don't think the sign is necessarily a no a guardian or, or babysitter you still got to kind of right control the situation right and then that's why we don't put them up and then we teach our kids to uh you know avoid traffic and then they're going to be the ones that are probably going to stay alive that's my goal. I think your kids are, are old enough not to justify having one of those. Oh, ones, I don't know. The 19, 19-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk. Let's talk. Let's do some main main points here. Um, then yeah. it's, it's Friday and we could go have our happy hour. Um, tour right. tour has been postponed. So uh, ASO announced the 2020 Tour de France is not canceled, but has been postponed. So on Wednesday the 15th, Tour de France organizer ASO announced that the race would not start on the planned date of June 28th, but would instead run from August 29 until September 20. Uh, what do you think about them? I mean, they're really wanting to run this race. And what do you think about them doing so and actually, you know, still postponing rather than not uh, not canceling it altogether? I've, I've heard, I've, I've read a little bit on this. And again, I, I think we had chatted or texted about this last week where there was that cycling tips has a the secret pro right, thing right um and they whoever writes that whether it's a group of people or one person who knows um they had said that yeah they're they're, they're looking to get the grand tours back on late in the season uh, the take that they had is that you know in the event these actually happen this year 
to kind of make it as fair as possible for everybody, the people that will actually be racing will be the natives of the host country. So the Tour de France, really it would only be the French guys riding, everybody else is just kind of filling out the peloton. And then the same for Spain and the same for Italy. Um, I think that's an interesting idea because in that sense, you kind of keep the, the competition fair because at this point, not everybody is in a position where they can, can train. train well enough to come in right. prepared to be competitive. Um, you know, I, I saw Gilbert Belgian rider get arrested, not arrested, get cited. Philippe Gilbert uh, for, for for training, right? And it's like, so are you going to encourage people to go out and you know knowingly break the law to stay fit to be competitive? I don't know. Um, I, I I don't think the races will happen. That's my thought. Um, granted, we're in, what are we, mid-April at this point, and they're right. proposing August, September. It seems like France in particular is in a, a really odd state. I think they're in a, a higher level of lockdown than we are. And maybe that will get better or worse over the next couple months, but it, it just seems like there's so many opportunities for, for rebound with the crowds that will inevitably form with you know, it doesn't take much for one rider to get sick if you're already kind of compromising your immune system by just running yourself ragged. Um, it just seems like the, the risk there is pretty high to get somebody in the Peloton sick and then have another UAE type situation where what do you do then? You pull everybody out of the race and lock them down? Right. How do you handle that? <laughs> it just seems like there's more than just 150 riders that play. You've got the team managers you've got the mechanics you've got the drivers you've got the officials i mean it's a probably close to a thousand people that's always on the move and it just seems like that's a, a huge potential to get somebody sick or who knows what right and 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 i think this whole thing is and this is the same thing the courts are, are doing that we talked about earlier they keep they'll, they'll say okay we're going to reschedule so everything that was kind of in there they keep pushing it out and they're pushing it out and it's a tentative movement um, right. With the hopes that all of a sudden it just like dissipates, and then boom, you know we could get get this on on calendar because um, it's you know the Tour de France is a big deal, and at more yeah. and more, I mean when you you know obviously the Vuelta's are, I mean the the Giro's already passed, the Vuelta's the only one that's kind of sitting there going, hey, we uh, <laughs> we we may we may be okay, who knows? Right. Now, do you know? Um, I haven't really looked at the revised UCI schedule. What about the other races that would typically occur in that window? So it looks like to me, and we'll, we could talk about that actually now here, is uh, the UCI schedule. Um, and let me just share this screen here so you can take a look at it. And those that would like to, let's see. All right, can you see that there? Vela News article. Okay, so UCI confirms start for late uh, uh, August, followed by the Giro in uh, and then Volta. So go to the, the top of that really quickly, the top of the article. That is. How are you going to control that? Uh, yeah, there? I don't you know? know. I don't know. Um, so here's some key takeaways: the Tour de France will be rescheduled for August to September, following the plan route. Da 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 da. Um, UCI Road World Championships in September 20 to 27. The Giro, followed by the Vuelta, dates to be dis- determined. National champs, or I mean, um, cycling monuments will re. So there's not really a, a set schedule. They're just kind of yeah. saying what it's what it might be, and and from that, I, I think their idea is we're going to get in as much as we can. And look, you have these 
I just don't even know it's 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 possible with with what goes on in in each town and, and what's been set up and then all the carnage that's happened you know in Spain in Italy uh, anyway so uh, what was the late the the kind of the, the most pushback rate it would probably be the Vuelta when did they have the Vuelta on the calendar at this point uh, well, the- July August it's usually what uh, September October is that usually what yeah, it is so when, when are they proposing. They, they just said to be determined, basically. So okay. they, they they're hoping to just do a, a quick succession. You may get some, you know, non-climber winning one of these races because he's a, the only one decides to do the Vuelta or something. I don't know. How does the weather change as you get later in the I, year as you go through the Alps? I mean, are you going to have to change some of the climbs because it's going to be snowed in? It's, and then, yeah, you do increase the potential for a non-pure climber to win if you reduce Right. I mean, everyone's going to have an asterisk next to this year anyway. But, you know, that was an interesting question. I was thinking of bringing my friend Jonathan back on uh, just simply to talk about that. If the tour does run, what exactly is the weather for those time periods? Uh, You know, I'm sure it changes. Um, And and it would be interesting Um, because that's a, you know, the Vuelta used to be early before uh, the Giro, I think it was, or between Mm -hmm. those. But it was, you know, early on the season. It gets moved out late. You know, that makes a big difference for how how a lot of that stuff is. Uh, eh, So... As far as any of those other things, I just think the the, the classics are not going to happen. You don't have enough time in the calendar to really to really even do that, even though they're 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 still trying to hopefully do that. And you know, some of this is all about trying to just have um, you know teams ride and get their exposure still, have these races still happen. I mean, so you could just kind of have this business prospect continue to the next right. year, even. Yeah, definitely. It, it, one of the other things that I saw as an interesting idea, I think it was Matteo Trentin floated it at one point is just doing one grand tour um, and not just like it's just a tour de France but kind of try and create a way to kind of hybridize the three of them into one yeah you know, this is the 2020 tour whatever and, and, and have a that name way, that's like Brad, Brad Jelena you know that's like oh one of the exactly yeah yeah Gir de Vuelta right something like that um, and it seems like that might be the most realistic approach because you the further you have to push this back, the likelihood of being able to get 60 something days of racing and just being right. unrealistic, unless you're going to try and really end the tour on a Wednesday and start the Vuelta on a Thursday. Right. I mean, you've got to move teams across, I mean, a, a reasonable amount of space in short amount of time. The, the, uh, the logistics of it seem like a, a total nightmare, especially if you're going to try and do any other race at the same time. Yeah, I, I agree on that. Did you did you see anything else on those schedules that was of interest to you, or any other uh, interesting comments there? Because uh, I one one then I just thought I'd throw in here. I didn't. Uh, I don't think I have a any link I'd shared with you. But Lance Armstrong had said um, he's calls for riders taking advantage of this situation. Um, and I my 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 first thought there is. Um, yeah, okay, I get it, but I don't know that you have actually any you might even have less leverage at this point. I mean, if if teams just don't have any money to pour into him, what kind of right. leverage are you going to have at all? And, and and I'm sure he has some ideas and and I think they should be listened to um on this because you never know, but I mean, if there's any way that they can leverage themselves into getting and it would actually be the teams that would be able to do this, getting a uh, share of the TV revenue. I think that's the only chance you really have. Right. Um, so I don't know if you if you saw that at all. I did see that. Yeah. Uh, does that mean you, you think Tinkoff's coming back? Do I think what Tinkoff? Yeah. 
No. Isn't he the one always kind of lobbying for that? Well, getting, I know uh, I know Vodders has done that too. So maybe he maybe Tinkoff has. I just I mean he kind of got. It wasn't so strange. I wonder what would have possibly happened right. with him. Well, I, I'd be curious to see how how teams really fare through the end of this. I mean, a lot of teams are already screening teams along as best they can. I mean, if you're taking any hit from this whatsoever, I I, I can't imagine too many sponsors are excited about coming back if they were already on the fringe as it is. Right. So, I mean, yeah, maybe they have a tour and they have to increase the wild card. Um, or sorry, the, uh, the wild card invitations because some of the world tour teams aren't there. Yeah, I mean, if you know, teams like CCC are saying, well, we may just not have a team anymore. I mean, right. you, you know, like I think we were talking about this. The only team that comes out of this is uh, Ineos. Uh, you know, the women were were actually saying one of the women's teams was saying, I think we could get through this better than the men because our budgets just aren't that huge. <laughs> you know, it, it's not a right. it's not a huge hit to the to the sponsor. Um, so. What about, let's talk about national championships. Um, I'm going to share this as well, and then you can take a look at, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the national championships. So here we have uh, it's USA Cycling um, 2020 national championship update. They gave a whole list, you know, obviously the issue with uh, COVID-19, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of their, their thing here. There's some of the actions we are considering for the national championships are run the event at the scheduled time and location, postponement, change location, modify the event, consolidate and combine events and cancel. So here's a list here. And, you know, the ones that kind of affect us, I mean, uh, you know, people that can look at this, um, they should have got an email about it. It's probably you on the USA cycling. It's probably up everywhere. But um, for, for us, you look down at the uh, masters national championships and they are unchanged at this time. Uh, that's for July 30 through August 2 and that's out in um, in Utah. So at this so point, Cedar no, City, something like that. Yeah, Park City. Is that what we said? Cedar City. Oh, Cedar City. Okay. Is that is that nearby? I don't know. That's that's some. Anyway, it's uh, some of these other ones. Obviously, you know, are going to get postponed. You got the Pro Road National Championships. Um, you know, those are the, the bigger ones that amateurs, track nationals. I don't know about the track, the para. You know, some of these have been combined anyway. Um, so they're, they're, they they have a list. How- just, just kind of thinking out loud here. So yeah. you look at, you've got the Masters uh-huh. um, race in, when are we looking at? Here? July. Late July. So right now, um, looking at various COVID resources, the county in which Cedar City Falls has 17 positive cases. Do you think they want hundreds of people coming from all across the country? I wonder if USA Cycling has corresponded with the permitting agency at this point to say, hey, are we still on? Well, yeah, it says here in the, in the last line, uh, it says, you know, next communication. Um, so they give a date of when they're going to update this. And that one, you know, at this point is April 30. So, you know, they're going to be, which is interesting. That's before some of these others that are right around the same time. Those are, you know, putting them out till May 15 for the junior yeah. track. Um, but, you know, they've, they've got to do something. I mean, it's just, it's just another thing. Hey, everybody, um, you know, check your events here if you've already got travel um that's the tough thing too right if you got already travel planned and i don't really even know have you heard anything about what airlines are doing with any of the travel issues no i have not um i hear about people that still are able to travel i'm assuming there's just reduced flights i i assume that there's greater screening at at the airports but i haven't been no but but like if you have if you already had paid for a flight what's the situation i got you 
I'm sure someone will, uh, has that out there. Uh, my wife is supposed to go to Hawaii in November, I think, somewhere. She, you know, it's already taken care of. Her and my son. Um, when did she buy tickets? Quite a while ago. I mean, oh. January. Okay. So I'm. She buys them now. They're probably really cheap. Well, that's the thing. I got. I went to Cabo last year, and I I've been getting Valaris Airlines. I've been getting. Um, uh, emails from them. One one said eighty percent, eighty percent off. Like how wow, do you okay. how do you not? Uh, I don't know. You might hundred percent chance you don't get home though. So, um, get stranded in Cabo. Right, yeah. right. Well, it could be worse. I mean, and let's tell you, run out of money. Um, right. So uh, there was there's an uh, just going through some of this, and you could throw in anything else you have as well. Uh, Contador and, and and this is how bad the news is, and the fact that we're even talking about it. Contador had some, he was on a recent interview with some YouTube person and he recalled this battle with Lance Armstrong and how Lance said, you know, don't F with me. And then, um, and then Lance has a rebuttal basically like saying, yeah, it sounds about right. And even Johan, cause there was a thing that where, you know, he wasn't supposed to attack like stage. I don't remember what it was up is, uh, is in the, uh, um, near the Pyrenees. And when, when he attacked, uh, he being Contador, and he wasn't supposed to, and took down Lance, da da da, da. Uh, But there's this whole thing, in the, and I'm like, none of this is really new. It all seems to be, you know, the info we've always heard about from these guys. And we're digging up 2009, and I'm we're talking about it. That's how bad, that's how bad the, the news stories are going right now. Anything to not talk about COVID, uh, we'll, we'll rehash a situation. And Johan, this is what he said about it. He goes, I was the person in charge of the team, and I don't know if uh, – if if I was the director if, criticizing me or not, all my decisions were in favor of Astana, not Team Armstrong or Team Contador. I knew that in 95% of the cases, our best card to play was Contador because at that time, he was the best. But you, know, you look back on it, it doesn't really sound like that. So, any any legendary battles that you wish would come back to the fore at this time that you'd talk about? What any sport like controversial battles or just you know Le Mans, you know um bird magic uh any any good ones to, to to rehash now since we're got nothing going on i'm sure there's some some really good ones out there i mean mcguire sosa that'd be fun to right, watch again right. right that was entertaining right um Kind of on the topic of really bad stories, I'm looking at a Cycling Tips article where they've pulled all Always. this Strava data to determine which bike is the fastest bike in the world based on average speed. It's like that, yeah, you're right. They're, they're doing whatever they can just to kind of keep content up there. Right. Well, point. yeah, uh, I mean, these guys are still writing. They want, you know, try to drive clicks and job and whatever. Uh, was that from the Secret Pro? That sounds like, like no, their quality. That's, just, I, that's their main page. That's like the, the, the lead story right now. Well, they were the, the top the, 20 fastest road bikes in the world, according to Strava. They were. Have you found any other good news sites in this whole thing? Let's see if there's any anything else. I mean, there's Cycling Tips, Cycling News, Vela News, Cycling Weekly is kind of your, um, I don't know. I don't do Cycling Weekly very often. I feel like they've got so many pop-up ads where it's just, I end up closing it before I click on an article because page jumps around so much. So I do Cycling Tips. Cycling news are the, the probably top two I go to. Uh, Road.cc is also decent. Okay. They're still around? Uh, yeah. They, they do a really broad amount of like equipment reviews. So if you're interested in any product, they've probably looked at it. So. I, I go to Cycling Weekly when I want kind of that um, newsstand, you know, alien baby type of story. 
I usually go there yeah. and, I, and I'll like a, a hmm type of, and I'm like, so I want some weird outrageous story. I'll go there and they have, you know, decent stories and all of a sudden, boom, there's, there's one Cavendish, you How know. How many stories do they have about Jan Ulrich? It seems like that's where you find most about him. These uh, that's the Der Spiegel. I think the, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think they, uh, they're, they're more on the Cavendish bandwagon at this point. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Ulrich Armstrong battles were pretty cool. Those would be interesting to see. That was kind of, right when I was paying attention to cycling at, at some level. So. Right. Did, did you, um, when you were starting to pay attention and watch that, I mean, were you a Lance fan? Did you, or did you come in already going, eh, he's might be a I little came in Probably before it was obvious that something was up. So I was very casual at best. So it was just kind of like, Oh, this is cool. It was when you get maybe 30 minutes of it a week on ESPN. Uh-huh. So that, that's, that was kind of it. It was always this kind of mystic thing because it was just so foreign. So, so I'm going to I'm going to correct you and say that that's all that you would get on ESPN because I'll tell you, once exactly. Lance started, uh, they were starting to do 30 plus minutes a day daily on ESPN. So um, I don't know if I always had ESPN though at that time of my life. Uh, yeah, the Ocho, you had the Ocho, and they they didn't cover that, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's. Um, it's, it's, it's amazingly slow. Obviously, Zwift is taking off. Uh, I think that's about it. I know that I, we talked a little bit about pros kind of leveraging Zwift to stay relevant. Everybody's got some kind of oddball scheme they're trying to put right. out there with Thomas riding 36 hours. A lot of pros are starting to show up on Zwift races and take on various Zwift challenges. So, Do you so think – good for them or not is they kind of evaluate their their base and ramp up for any possible race or at this point they're just kind of free to do whatever the heck they want so as someone who hasn't ever done zwift uh you know ridden a trainer and then i'm i watched uh jeff linder was doing it in one of his first races and he was talking about it and he was kind of breaking down power stuff and he was saying you know as far as zwift racing goes i'm not talking about you know you can get on the trainer and do stuff but as far as zwift racing goes it's more about like average power instead of that you know He's talked about how much less power he put out um, doing real crits, even hard crits, compared to, you know, because it's like you just, the coast, everything's just just more, uh, I don't know if it's linear, but it's you're constantly on it and rather than, you know, being able to hammer and then sit in and hammer and sit in. So it sounds like to me that a Zwift race would not go to my skills as much as someone who maybe time trials really well. Hmm. I've, I've never raced Zwift, but I've been in kind of, just the, the nature is which is you've got tens of thousands of people on the course at a time. So it's inevitable that you'll kind of cross paths and draft off somebody. And yeah, it, it doesn't feel the same as real drafting. If you kind of take your experienced output relative to what your character is doing. So I could see in a racing sense that you're, you're always having put out some level of effort while in a crit. Yeah. You can probably coast an entire lap and not drop a spot. Um, so, yeah, I could see that being a different experience overall. Right, right. Uh, well, so someone will have to maybe uh, – you, you have not done – you've done Zwift. You just have done the workouts. You haven't done the racing. Is that what you're saying? You yeah. just spin around like you're going to the park? Uh, kind of, yeah. There, there's, like, some cool terrain features you can you can climb. So they, they've done a good job with, like, here's the uh, – Harrogate World Course. Here's right. the Innisfil World Course. You can kind of like, oh, that's cool. That's what that climb is kind of like. 
So it's it's fun in that regard. They've even got their own little like virtual Zwift world where they've got like Alpha Zwift and whatnot. So um, fun. So this is something that I just clicked on here. Uh, let me let me just read it. That the headline is from Cycling News. It says EF Pro Cycling negotiate rider and stay uh, staff wage cuts. American team, the latest World Tour squad to implement cost-cutting majors. And we've talked about this with Lotto, um, CCC, uh, several, uh, Astana, Bahrain, Merida, all making like some some cuts either voluntarily or just doing it. So yeah. they talk, the American uh, team said it was negotiating on a one-by-one basis with the 30-rider squad and staff, which includes Tour Founders winner uh, Alberto Bettiol, 2018 Tour de France runner-up uh, Rigoberto Uran, TJ Van Garderen, talented young Colombian Danny Martinez. We are discussing things on an individual basis with each rider, said team boss Jonathan Botters. We need to we need their sign-off and willingness to make this work. So evidently, it's a it's a voluntary basis at this point, trying to do what they can um, you know, I have friends that are, I think we have a, a mutual friend that took a pay cut. Um, I, I know that we, there's, there's multiple people out there that I know of that are, you know, taking not, not just cycling, but, um, you know, in the world in general, taking pay yeah. cuts. Um, so it's, uh, you know, obviously they're doing their best to trying to voluntarily have this happen before it's too, uh, too detrimental. And, and I imagine, you know, what are these riders going to do? I'm not racing, you know? Yeah better than still getting paid if they can i guess right i mean the alternative is that hey okay nobody wants to take a pay cut then the team is gone and now you have no pay right and you have no contract next year so right yeah it's in your i think the collective interest to take some kind of a hit um you know uh vodder's book which i did the last episode was a book report on it or kind of a review uh in that book he goes quite into detail and then in his five pages of acknowledgements was a little uh, over the top but um he talked Rigoberto Rigoberto uh Iran right why am I why am I having I'm thinking of uh I think there's two Irans in there isn't there yeah Iran Iran um that he you know he stuck by him when that whole before EF came on and he was super appreciative of that and you know was uh he said he easily could have gone especially after the the just coming off of the third at the Tour de France he could have gone elsewhere and he stayed with him so he was really really um, appreciative of that, and so it'll be interesting. To, I'm sure you know he's going to be taking a cut as well, like you know, all these other guys. Um, probably one of the bigger, you know, and some of those big riders, um, their salary cut might mean more to the team than you know someone on the low end of the totem pole. Obviously, if you're only you're getting league right. minimum, and and you're going to take a twenty percent or even a fifty percent cut, it's like yeah. right. You need those stars to to give up a million here or there, right? Um, any other stories before we go out for the week? Uh, I don't really have any stories. So what do you think? What, what's your your feeling? Is is there going to be any UCI-level racing this year? <clears throat> um, I'm going to go out and say, yes, there will be some UCI racing somewhere. Um, okay. Some country that, that feels that it can open up and be – yeah, may, they may have to go do like the uh, UFC or one of these where they just rent an island and do it, <laughs> sequester them out there and just do some racing. Right. I mean, that might not be a, a bad idea. Um, grand tour? Yeah, I I could see maybe one grand tour happening, but I mean, at this point, you, you, I mean, there's only three countries and they're all hard hit. I mean, right. uh, the tour of Oklahoma maybe or Montana, Nebraska is one of these states where there's just a bunch of nothing. For, for a long ways. Maybe. What about um, 
we'll say USA Cycling and NCMCA Cycling, racing, road. Um, that can happen. I, I honestly believe just, just look, I, there's, I'm not an expert at all, but just, you know, there was something else I just saw today where a study from these guys in Stanford are saying that the, they're doing antibody tests in like Santa Clara area. And it's 85 there's, they think it's about 85% higher of people who have it, have had it right. than they previously thought. I think just my initial reading of the headline, that could be good news, right? I mean, that can mean, Oh, We've, it's been it's been here much longer. Our death rate's much lower. We may actually be get back to some sort of something at some point. Now, right. there's always the idea of you know taking a dip and coming back up, and who knows what summer is going to happen. We don't know. I mean, this is novel, right? So, yeah. um, my guess, um, looking at that initially, is that something may happen for for racing. But I mean, for for us bike racing here, it's really the low end. I mean, I'd rather you know people getting back to work than than worrying about bike racing. I mean, that's I don't really give a crap as much as that. That's going to happen if everything else gets back to normal. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. But this is—we're talking about bike racing. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Not the Do, work podcast. Well, it is. It's the work. Um, so I predict that you're going to have some Oakland, Oakland Grand Prix or whatever the one at the every end of the year that you're going to have something like that uh, around I think there. Only they'll probably affect that. Right. You, you know, there's, there's not going to be a big crowd there. No, you're no. Not around a lot of people. No worries. You're probably say, yeah, those people are more worried about you anyway. So exactly, they they're going to contact the folks up in Forest Hill and lock you out. <laughs> they, he was hostile. So what do you think? What do you think? Yeah, we're going to be racing, riding, racing. I, I think uh, so. My feeling, and I'm probably going to be totally wrong, but I, I think group rides, but racing, no. The so group rides, oh. yeah, racing, I don't think so. Okay, I could be wrong. Uh, if you're if, if you're willing to get back to group to group rides, that's that that'd be helpful as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it sounds like group rides are probably still happening at some level. Well, yes, I'm sure they are. Um, I'm not, I'm not grouping over two. Coupling. That's, I think that's just a, a couple drive. That's a conscious coupling. There you go. Right. Play on. Otherwise, that. yeah. I, interesting times, and I think there's definitely. Uh, some odd, unique challenges that we're kind of figuring out as we go through the, the whole thing. Right, right, right. Well, um, any last words of encouragement or winners and losers or anything else before we head out? Oh, man, I feel like I, winners and losers is a toughie, right? Every, yeah. Uh, there was a, I had a call-in question that I forgot to field. Oh, okay, good. Um, and you can offer a counterpoint to my point if you'd like. Can you make a chain longer again after you cut it too short? A bike chain. I assume bike chain. I hope bike chain. <laughs> um, so I'm sure you can because I used to do that. Uh, but I would be a little. Uh, yeah, I bet you. Could, all you would have to do. It depends on which chain. Because um, when you when you have the 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 Durace or the the Shimano ones, I'm sure some expert can chime in on this. They might say no, just get a new chain. But if you cut it too short. Um, you just get a new pin and then you'd put a new pin in those spots. Cause that's all the pin is anyway. Right. Just connecting those two spots. So, um, you don't need any special link except for either the SRAM little link or the right. pin. So you imagine if you have those, but I think it would also depend on, on the rider. If you're like a Jason Smith, who's putting out 2000 watts, I'd feel a little concerned about, you know, I, I'm thinking about this more. So what you'd have to do is you'd have to link. You'd you'd then have two pins because you'd be doing two links, 
Um, right. One, why are you cutting it too short? Um, and two, yeah, I would just, uh, you know how to do it? I mean, I just take my chain from the last one, yeah. I line it up with the other one, and I just cut it the same spot. How do you right. mess that up? We'll have to have that caller uh, figure that one out. Um, another headline that I just happened to come across, and I've only read the headline. Oh, that's all we do. Uh, USADA begins pilot program for self-administered anti-doping tests. Wait, I'm sorry, you glitched. <laughs> I glitched. What was what was that? USADA begins pilot program for self-administered anti-doping tests. Oh, nothing could. I, I cannot see any problems with that. <laughs> Why did they have done that all along? Why don't you just mail in your sample? That's Reuters news agency reported that athletes in a voluntary pilot program. I'm sorry. Did you say the onion? I, it sounds like it, right? Have been administering blood and urine tests to themselves while a doping officer monitors via FaceTime or Zoom. Okay. I mean, it's you got to do what you got to do. But at this point, that's really not the biggest. I guess if you have one guy that comes out of this like way too fit or some, you know, Wait, female. Isn't that you? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> my, my weight. Uh, I'm not way too fit, by the way. Uh, if I was way too fit. Uh, oh, that's funny. It's all relative. Yeah, that, that's a good story. I like that one. We'll, we'll end on that one. Um, right. Chris, I appreciate you. Um, course coming on and um, hopefully yeah. we'll get out there i appreciate you dropping off the saw the other day too because oh, you uh any any progress there i'm like gonna go day. i'm gonna go buy some wood right now okay my, my wife is probably upset at me right now because i'm supposed to do that you so better get, out of the office. better get out of the office everyone get out uh either on your zwift or stay home or do whatever you think you have to do uh chris once again thanks episode 171 between two wheels podcast be safe and um keep the what, what, not the rubber side down when you're doing Zwift. We'll keep the what? I don't know. Keep the stand side. I don't know. <laughs> right. All right, man. Thank you. Yeah.